It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. We are back here, MLB Daily, Brandon and LJ, for the manager of the year. Brandon, starting with the American League. Honestly, you say you have three here. I can't really get talked. I could be talked into somebody, sure. But at the end of the day, it feels like it's pretty much a two-horse race at this point for me. For the sake of... This concept, I did three AL, three NL, but um, yeah, it was certainly not easy to come up with um, a third one. Uh, you know, I, I think the runaway leader right now is Aaron Boone. Um, you know, the Yankees are 50 and 17. Um, he's taken a lot of hate in the past for not being a good manager, but has not seriously blown any games this year. The positivity in the organization seems good. Um, I, I think, like, when you look at how they gave it to Gabe, Cap- Gabe Kapler last year, right, and it was because the Giants won 108 games or whatever they did, like, it, it seems like that if the Yankees were to lead the league in wins, um, which they're currently on pace to do, um, it seems like it would be Aaron Boone's award to win. Now that the Homer picks are out of the way, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that because it wasn't just because they were the wins leader, because otherwise that would make this a very boring conversation every single year. You just look at who the best team is and oh, 
it happens to be the manager of the year. Oh, no, I know. But, you know, speaking based on where we were last year compared to this year, that you, you have to admit that just the whole dynamic of the Yankees is completely different. Yes. The reason that, the, that Gabe Kapler won the award last year is because not only did his team win 100 games, his team defied expectations quite a bit. No one was expecting this team to be anything other than maybe a fringe playoff team or prepping to be a fringe playoff team within a potential expanded postseason a year from then. Like it wasn't the giants weren't on the radar as major contenders going into the year. They turned themselves into major contenders and that's what made the managerial season so special from Gabe Kapler, not the hundred wins. Now the Yankees are kind of in that same boat. I think they were probably the consensus third or fourth team in the AL East throughout most of the winter or the late winter spring before the season started. They were the third or fourth team in this division. Very still a very good team. Better they were probably better favored record-wise than the Giants would have been last year, but they were still the fourth team. They've now clearly become the first team in that division. They've become the first team in the league by quite a bit. I think more so. You know, if they continue this historic pace, it'll be hard not to give it to him. But if you're just talking about a 100-win team, which I know just a 100-win team is not something I should be saying here, I'm not sure I give it to him. Because I think what Tito Francona has done in Cleveland is even more impressive. Brandon, look at this roster and tell me where exactly my eyes should be jumping past Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber for bona fide superstars. The difference between the Yankees roster and the Guardians roster is jarring. And the fact that Terry Francona has been able to get this team to 34 and 28, a game back from the division at this point, as we are recording on June 21st, is something special. So if the Yankees do not put together a historic season and the Guardians stay pat, like stay on pace, the pace that they're on right now. I don't see a way that they don't that Tito doesn't get it. The Guardians have to make the playoffs. They they have to make the playoffs in order for oh, yes. Tito to get it. And that's, you know, and that's very much going to come down to. Are they the, not right now? I believe. Well, it's between the Guardians and the Red Sox, right? For that no, last, they're, they're a half game up on the Rays. The Rays. Okay, so. The Guardians and Rays um, is who it's between right now. Um, obviously, the Red Sox are still very much in that mix, too. Um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. He does the most with the least, um, certainly in the American League. Um, but is there is there anyone else that you considered? Um, I know you said that your only two were these two. Did you th- have any other thoughts? I tried really hard. I don't really see another spot that like I'm jumping at. You know, you could tread Dusty. You could definitely tread Dusty Baker back. That's out who there. I went with. That was that was my third. Just because I needed a third, I was like, yeah, a Dusty Baker does a good job. And here's the thing too. I think this would have been a three man race if the Angels didn't suck. Like if they were legitimately, honestly, if if this division held up to expectations, I still expected the Astros to win it. 
But if we're talking about above 500, close to 500, LA and Seattle, that's a much taller task to get to 41 and 25. All of a sudden, now you're looking at this team and you're saying, all right, they're doing something really special in a tough division. You got to include them there. So mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been what bridges the gap for me. All right. Shall we move on to the National League? Yes. LJ, take it away. Fuck show, Walter. Need I say more? I mean, I know I know I'm wearing a podcast, so I kind of have to say more, but I'm just I'm in awe of this team and I'm glad that I've found a way to appreciate the New York Mets before the rest of the world has found a way to understand and appreciate the Mets, because I don't think everyone has grasped it yet. The fact that they're the beauty is not in the fact that they're this dominant team. They're not the Yankees who can go nine and one in their last 10 on a whim. This is a team that's going to win two out of three or three out of four every single time they go into a series they're going to find a way to win every series they're certainly not going to get swept and that level of consistency is something that's bred in from a cultural standpoint especially in a streaky game like baseball to be able to stay that consistent to be able to consistently win week by week that's that's special that's something that needs to be like again that's that's a cultural difference from one team to another. That's the reason they're going to be able to hold on to this division, no matter how good the Braves may look for month stretches at a time. Because as great as the Braves are, and this isn't an indictment on their manager, manager, their front office, their roster, they're just, they're, they're a na- regular team. They're a natural team who will be streaky, who will have rough weeks. They'll have great weeks. They'll have rough weeks. They'll have great weeks. That's not what this Mets team does. And that's what makes them so crazy good. LJ, um, well, I do have Buck Showalter as one of my guys. He actually wasn't the first name I thought of uh, for this award. What about Bob Melvin for the Padres? I don't hate it. I'm. My, here's my thing. You can definitely give your case. I still feel like I'm in see it. To, see it to believe mode with San Diego after the way things collapsed last year. Are we entirely sure this team is savable by a manager? I'm not entirely sure. All I know is this is a roster that last year should have been a playoff caliber team. This year, again, they are and should be a playoff caliber team and they got to find a way to get there. I don't think they're at this point. I don't think they're exceeding expectations they're, they should have been in the division race last year. They were. They fell out of it. They're back in this year. I, I like the guy. I just, this is where this team 100% should be. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the case for Bob Melvin is that, um, one, he has won the Manager of the Year Award three times already, and we've seen what he can do with, uh, subpar rosters like what he did in Oakland, Arizona in the past, uh, you know, plenty of place. Or he's been, I believe, he's been in Oakland, Arizona, and I think he started with Seattle. Um, but he's a great manager, very well, um, you know, renowned around the league. And 
he's done it so far this year with quite the plethora of injuries that this Padres team's had to deal with. I know every team deals with injuries, but to be without your top player um, offensively and still be uh, still rank pretty highly um, there is certainly very good. And LJ, for as much as we talk about this Padres bullpen and how much they lack serious arms, they're still top 10 in most team of bullpen stats, third and whip, first and walks per nine. I think he's done a great job managing that that bullpen. Um, and, you know, as of right now, the, the Dodgers are ahead in the NL West based on win percentage, but they're tied with the Padres in terms of games ahead and games behind. Um, if the Padres win the NL West, I think you have to seriously consider giving it to Bob Melvin. Yes. Again, honestly, this is, again, more, I think, closer with a couple of guys than this, um, at least I view the American League. And the other guy that I want to throw in here, I'm trying to look to see if there's any not bottom feeder teams, but like lower level teams that really should have their guy mentioned, established in this conversation just because they are exceeding expectation. And I don't really see it. I mean, the Giants are where they should be. Other than that, everyone's kind of where they are. Brian Snicker, though, should be in this conversation. Absolutely. Because there's no doubt that this was a rough start to the season. A lot of guys were cold. A lot of guys weren't playing well. You're without your best player. But generally, you know, you hear all of these things coming out of the Braves camp. And it was a lot of him meeting with the team and getting them to lock in on the fundamentals that turned this ship around and got them onto this hot stretch. So I think he is somebody who really should be in play for this award as well. Especially if they keep this up. Like if they're able to keep in the wild card or not keeping the wild card race but keeping the division race after that stretch with a great Mets team that he 100% should be the third guy like when they do awards and they put the finalists in he should be the third guy in that finalist group the there's another guy that I thought of um it's certainly not the best case like you can't make the greatest case for him but Craig Council I mean yeah, the the Brewers are good. It's kind of the same scenario with Houston and a Dusty Baker. You know, I don't know what the Brewers would have to do to win the award, but I mean, I, I at least want to acknowledge that I think he's a really good manager and he makes the Brewers a, a better than what I think most most managers would be able to do. But I just don't know how you could really justify him winning the award. It's so weird with the Brewers, and, and or at least where the Brewers are now, to kind of uh, come up with a case for counsel. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just – I don't feel like he's that close. Again, not no disrespect towards his abilities, but you can't mask the fact that there have been a lot of situations this season where this team has looked really bad. Like, they've had some really bad stretches. And overall, that hurts a manager of the year case. Just, like, this team, whether it's injury-wise, them not being able to overcome it, or just the entire offense going cold or the entire pitching staff falling apart to start the season, stuff weird stuff like that, it, it hurts this type of case that they're able to 
fall apart for longer stretches so consistently. Like these aren't usually one series types of things. These are two, three series types of collapses. Well, um, yeah, I mean, my my guys were Buck Walter and Bob Melvin. You certainly did a good job uh, covering Walter, But, um, yeah, was there anything else regarding the managers that we wanted to talk about, at least through this point in the year? We're not sure when exactly this is going to air, but we're recording this June 21st. So hopefully not much changes when this does air. But, um yeah, I mean, as of right uh, now, Charlie, Mo- Charlie Montoya is about as far out of the conversation as we can talk. I mean, um, LJ, if like you want to like take a minute while I go get a drink or, or something and just go off on Charlie Montoya, I am fully down for that to happen. If you just let me know, if you would want me to like cover my ears or, or you know, because I'm not sure how intense it could get from from you. I I'm not fully prepared and capable. How about this? So for those of you, well you'll know by this point I'm away. I'm in Florida having a good time living my life. But when I get back, I will make sure I have a proper Charlie Montoya rant. Prepared. You're going to have a lot of time to really think about it on the plane. Like you're going to be on the plane and just like, Brandon, we have, we don't usually do, is that a layover? Stop at a layover. Yes. Is that like layover. Right yep. We have a layover in midway. Oh, fun, fun. We're going, we're traveling all the way over to the middle of the Pacific Ocean and then back to Florida. So I'm going to have plenty of time. Brandon didn't seem to get my history joke there. The middle of the... The way it was a battle in World War II. Oh, okay. Um, Finance major, not a history major. Come on now. He's not a history major. Um, But anyway, my point being... Either way, going to Midway before getting down to Orlando, I'm going to have plenty of time. I will make sure this is penned, eloquent. We're coming back to a big-time Charlie Montoya rant. LJ is going to be sitting by the Biblical water. Biblical references. You know. Oh, yeah, no. LJ is going to be sitting by the water in Florida, bathing in the sun with his notebook out, just writing down. Blue Jays sold, the, sold, the, sold in September last year over a lineup card. Uh, <laughs> I will use the hot sands of the Florida beach to fuel my anger, fuel the fire in my soul about the way that this man's ruining this franchise's window. Like, you know, how about he, we get he's glare. legitimately doing what every Yankees fan accuses Boone of doing. LJ, how would you feel if we got our good buddy um, from from a Belly Up Sports, Graham? to come on the show um, and uh, talk about Charlie Montoya, Graham, Graham Wallace, the Belly Up Sports uh, Blue Jays contributor. Look, I've been really wanting to get Graham back on here. I'm going to need an extra week to make sure this is perfect if I'm going to be doing I don't even know how he feels about Charlie Montoya. I, I don't know if, he, if he's a, a big fan of him or not. We have I feel like I've seen tweets that lean towards my, he's joining the dark side with me. Ooh, anti Montoya okay. club. Go and read his um, All Star Game voting guide that he posted on on Belly Up Sports as well. Uh, super nice article. Um, 
and he goes through a bunch of a bunch of candidates um for each league so go check that out um but yeah are we good i think we're all set here all right thank you for listening check us out instagram twitter tiktok mlb daily pod we'll see you see manana Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.